Buzz Buzz Babies. We are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz, and we're international tonight. We've got Emmanuel Filto in the house. Well, not really in the house, sort of in the house. He's on the screen. He's on the audio. He is on your radar, or he should be. If not, put him on there, because he's got this brand of comics that are mind-blowing sci-fi, lots of commentary, lots of crazy art. He does it all himself. It's called Tales from the Interface. He launches them on Kickstarter. There's three issues you can get right now. They're beautiful, just straight beautiful, and they will also totally mess with your mind. I'm so excited to talk about this guy and steal all his ideas so I can make cool comics myself. Emmanuel, thank you so much for being on the show tonight, man. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's really uh, it's really nice. Uh, I'm glad to, we have this chance to chat. Yeah, it's, so it's oddly enough, the, the way we started talking was I saw your Kickstarter and it looked really cool and um you know like i watch i watch a lot of kickstarters because i would love i would love to back them all you know but it's it gets expensive and so like i watched it and i was like man i really want this and it looked cool and then all of a sudden like i got a um email from you and you were like hey would you like to read these comics and i was like whoa like this is crazy um and i read it you um i read i read the third issue because you, you told me they're they connect you know but you can read them individually um and so i, I read the third issue and and did a and did the review and uh i'm sure i'm the only reason why your kickstarter made it i'm kidding like your your art and storytelling speaks for itself like i it it impressed me so much man like i i've never really experienced a comic like that before um i've read some weird off the wall stuff um but you like walk this fine line of uh of like almost too weird but but you still ground your audience in like the everydayness everyday weirdness that we experience in, in our lives, you know, and you just kind of manipulate that in fucking totally righteous ways. It's insane. <laughs> um, and then like, I still, I still can't believe that that Ninja Turtle uh, you drew for me w- with him and Splinter uh, eating the recycled people cookies. Like I, like I was showing that to like my friends and they were all like, Oh my God. Like, that's so cool. I was like, yeah. I was like this dude, like I just asked him to draw it and he drew it anyway. <laughs> so that I just, and then, and then, you know, we, we followed each other and, and chatted occasionally. And, and I, I like watching your live streams and watching your doodles. And, um, the, the I, I like how you do your progress for like your new projects, you know, like, I like how you kind of keep your following in with that. It's I, as, as a, someone who, you know, launches Kickstarters, I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've got a following, you know, like. <laughs> I'm sure that helps, right? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I try to to do everything I can. You know, I try to be everywhere. I try to be present. You know, if somebody's looking for me, I want to be available. You know, I think uh, I, I was listening to this interview by uh, Todd McFarlane, and he was saying that he didn't even go pee at conventions because he wanted to be there for his fans. So uh, that stuck with me, and I think I thought that yeah, you know, this is something that you need to do. You need to be to be there if they're ready to connect with you. Be there. Uh, that's why I do the these uh, these live sessions. Uh, I think it's fun because sometimes people drop by. We talk about comics. We just uh, chill. It's it's not. I, I don't try to make a uh, like a perfect uh, show. Where, uh, you know, some people will do like speed up version of their work, mm. and uh, they try to act like it's too easy, but it's not. Man. 
it's it's not comics is, is really really hard i mean i'm i'm that asshole that like every time someone does like the speed up time lapse drawing video i'll always like i can't stop myself i will always comment and be like i didn't know you could draw so fast and then i i always am like why do you do that like every i can't not do it I just, i'm like Oh man, it's like it's like staring at a train wreck. You just like I see that, no, I got to do it. It's weird. It's terrible. Yeah, and you know what? A page can take me up to twenty hours, and sometimes more, depending on the page. You know, it's it's it, 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 I, you know, there's different styles, right? Some people will will do simpler stuff, uh, and it's fine. I mean, everybody has their own their own way of doing it. But for me, you know, I like to put all uh, that I can on a page. You know, one of my biggest influences, like Jeff Darrow. Or uh, Moebius, or these kind of people who really, you know, give their all. Uh, so that that's my approach to it. I'm not, you know, dissing anybody else. It's just the way I like to do things. I'm glad you do it that way because your pages. Um, so, like, you know, recently going going back and rereading the material to to kind of prep for our talk. Um, it's, I love like the little details that you sometimes that you on like the second reading when you come back and you're like, Oh, I don't, I didn't really catch that the first time. And I, um, I love artists that, and I know it's hard for you guys, like extra details is extra time, you know, and, and you're compiling all these pages. And so it's just, it becomes this huge effort. Uh, but I really appreciate it. And, and I love it when it's like, when it's busy, but it's not too busy and, and you can just kind of like, get lost in all the little details and especially of this crazy world you've created like any detail you give me like i'm all about because it's just it's so fun and terrifying because it's like really far off but then you kind of think about it and it's like how far off are we really like how far away are we you know from the quarantine where we are all at home mm -hmm. all the time and we're still kind of dealing with that like how far away are we from like having to pay extra money for like a digital vacation where we put glasses on or a headset on and experience the world. Like, uh, you know, like, like we experience a fake world. Like it's like a fabrication and you take that to another level, mm -hmm. of course. But I mean, we're, we're on our way there kind of like that's where mm -hmm. technology seems to be pushing uh, us. Well, a lot of people, you know, they're, they're living in virtual worlds, you know, uh, you know, when EverQuest started, like uh, I was uh, still in college, I mean, I think that was one of those first uh, virtual world where people would spend, you know, weeks at a time there. Uh, yeah. And then there was World of Warcraft, obviously, and all those games, you know, that people spend their life there, basically. Yeah. And, and it, they prefer that to, to living their life in the actual world. And, and I think that was a big inspiration for me. Uh, like, uh, and I like games, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I like to play games, but I, at one point I, I looked at the time I, I spent on a game and then I looked at pages that I produce and I say, you know, what's worth more to me? And uh, I decided to, to stop playing completely, uh, except maybe yes, for fun with my children. Oh, but, really? um, you know, to me, my time off is hard. You know, that's what yeah. I want to do. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean that's good. Uh, parents should spend time with their kids, um, mm -hmm. so that's 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 good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. They, they come I'm, first, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's not like a it's not like a dog you can put up for adoption. You're like you you got those <laughs> things that you're kind of stuck with them for a while, you know. Like, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I used to be really into video games too. I was big into Destiny. Destiny was probably like the thing that I sunk a lot of time in. And oddly enough, like a, one of my best friends that I've known since like 
kindergarten and like grade school, we would play together and, and we would just talk like we were, you know, killing aliens, but we were like talking about our lives through the headset and it was like really enjoyable. Um, but it's now, man, it's like, I mean, I'm kind of living in a weird digital world because it's just like everything is everything is like Twitter and zoom interviews and working on the blog. And then my day job, I'm just staring at screens, answering the phone all day. And I'm just like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's weird, but I thought about it the other day, man. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm glued to a screen. I like to cook. I think cooking's like my one escape, yeah. but even mm -hmm. then, man, I watch YouTube videos to learn how to cook. So like I would be a shitty cook if I didn't like watch screens. So I'm just like, like my whole life is just like, I'm like tethered to different screens at different times and different results. Yeah. Gotta say, yo, your food does look really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, th thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, your art looks very good, by the way. Um, so on the on the note of of your art, um, which is just like it's so crazy, um, and and I. I see like, I, I see a little bit of like Mobius and stuff in your work. Like you, you, um, you're very much, you have like your own vibe, uh, but even that kind of varies. Like uh, you kind of switch it up and, and, and you're like different tapestries, especially like uh, when, when we go into these like programs and, and the different, like the world, the, the worlds within a world, within a world kind of like you, you build these layers in your narratives. Mm -hmm. Where the hell did you get, all these like like this this idea from like this this weird dystopic world um giant centipede monsters and mines and and just like and, and i like how you like zoom in and out like where the bird eats the worm and then the worm eats the people and then like you just oh man yeah. it's you're it's a very you're a very impressive storyteller and this isn't your first go around like you you've done other comics before this right a, a handful of other stuff yeah yeah uh, well you know i started in the like late uh, 2000 my earlier than that like i was uh, in college i took part in a uh, in a comic uh, group thing uh, at at college uh, with a very talented artists uh, from here and he taught you know and we made like zines together you know you know oh. little little comics that we just uh, photocopy ourselves and and distribute to stores around the city and then i made i met a lot of uh, artists from here and that was really really a big um, big first jump into comics uh, like uh, just producing those small comics so i made uh, about uh, three, four of them like like that way uh, and then i tried to make like a bigger work which was uh in english you could say it cage so it's like a kind of a space opera thing okay uh and some of the inspiration for the, uh, some of the characters from this book are actually in tales from the interface like that green guy is from that book oh, so, okay. <laughs> so there's a little uh connection there but it was a pretty big work as well it was like a, around 100 page um it was fun like i, I do love uh, space opera so this is something i probably would like to go back to uh, once i'm done with uh, with tales from the interface how long are you thinking uh tales from the interface is going to be like ideally uh, if, if you get to if every project funds like how many of these books are you going to put out uh, five in total awesome yeah. and now the new trend on kickstarter i'm noticing is um people will 
you know, they'll, they'll release the issues individually. And then like at the end, like bundle it all as a trade. Do you, like, are you thinking about doing that? I am thinking about it. Uh, uh, the, the, the problem with having a lot of issues, right. Is that you get stuff stuck with stuff, with stock. Mm. <laughs> you, stu- you know, you have a lot of books and then you, you, somebody wants them all, but then you're always missing one issue. So uh. that, that, that's what I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to end up there. So I don't know. It. And then you don't want to, like, if somebody is just missing one issue, it's, it's kind of, if, if I would feel bad to try to sell them the whole package in one oh, book. As I, well. I, I don't know. You know, it will take me a while to finish it anyway. So I still have time to think about it, but <laughs> I would, I would really like one day to, to have it all into one good, like one brick. It would, I would really like that and probably uh, print it bigger as well, uh, a little bit bigger. And uh, if I can do cardboard, I would love that, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of a dream. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Uh, but before I, before I get there, I probably will try to do another comic and, uh, you know, later, you know, republish it once, uh, when it, when it's been a while, probably, I don't know. That's cool, man. And, and you do everything you, you letter, you color, you, you write, right? I mean, you do everything, but like print the pages and bind it. Or do you do that as well? No, I don't. <laughs> I know a guy who does though. He has a, like a print shop in his, in his basement. It's oh, pretty, wow. pretty amazing. Uh, no, I, I do a. I work with a little shop uh, in Montreal, close to where I live, and they they everybody from here you know prints there because they're just awesome. Uh, they they do really good quality uh, uh, printing. I'm very happy with how the books look. Um, but yeah, I do everything myself. Uh, you know, the only thing is probably just uh, reading with people. Uh, I like to do that. Like uh, I have some friends in in the film industry and. Uh, I like to uh, to read to them, and then they, they can you know uh, poke holes into my stories, and that that helps a lot. That's pretty much the only uh, help that I get. Nice. So you you kind of workshop stuff around a little bit. I, I, yeah, I like to do that. I like to read the stories with people, see how they react, uh, see where where they don't what they don't understand, uh, and and make tweaks from that. Nice. Well, whatever your process is, man, it's working because um, they're like I said, I, I love these comics and I'm so glad I'm so glad I stumbled across your work uh, and, and that print shop you use in Montreal, like these comic books are gorgeous. I love the size like they're 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 a different size or there's a little bit smaller, um, but the, the pages are nice. I like the kind of like matte spot gloss finish that like they, they just feel good to like hold and but I'm also scared when I read them because I'm like, I don't want to break you like. <laughs> <laughs> pretty tough <laughs> i had them around in conventions and yeah they they, they 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 can tough up to uh to to abuse pretty well pretty well i think uh they yeah uh yeah they're great i mean it's no wonder that uh, everybody recommends them uh and you know the reason for the size is really to get the most bang for for my buck uh because uh doing it in a, a standard American comic size, um, you're kind of losing money because they, they, they cut out these page out of, um, out of out of 12 by 18. So it's really six by nine. Or oh. then you go to, uh, it would be a letter size would cost me the same price as a comic size. Wow. So I'm, if I would do comic size, I might as well do a letter size. That would cost me the same. Okay. So America, I, man, we're always looking <laughs> up something. We're- can't do shit right over here man i don't know i don't know the history of comic but the the, the comic page size is not is non-standard in uh, in paper industry it's really the its own thing interesting 
Yeah, I just I just like um, I don't know. I just I very much enjoyed like when I got the three uh, issues in the mail. Um, like I said, they just they feel good. They the the paperweight is nice. The covers are nice. I like that. What they call it, like the perfect bound? Is that what? Yeah. Is that what? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because they're almost it's it's not quite a trade but it's 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 not a single issue either they're you know like you know we're going from like 40 to 60 pages for each of these so they're you yeah get, you get a lot of comic in them even though they're they're mm-hmm. a little they're a little like like the the first one was a bit shorter uh but I, i've been like getting my my uh my process more settled and now they're all like 24 pages per chapter so every okay. book is 48 pages of comics okay plus like uh, some few pages more for uh like uh just uh like bio and stuff like that i like your bio it's i like the your 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 bios at the end are really good i think it's really smart too because a lot of i mean i get a lot of kickstarters and a lot of kickstarters i mean they don't they have like people's names on them but i mean you know you give like your social media links and then you kind of draw yourself and you kind of you you make your bio like its own little afterthought comic kind of um, which again, like another way that you kind of stand out in the midst of comics, which is like your comics already stand out because they're just crazy and awesome and and wild. Um, and so you do a lot of storytelling, uh, and and I guess it makes sense because you're like a really good artist. But like a lot of your stuff is visual; like you're able to tell a lot of story without using much dialogue, or like you use like sort of like your own emoji symbols in a, in a bubble, um, which I I really love too. But is that um what what's harder for you like telling uh, telling a silent story and and you know progressing you know with with scenes and panels or like is dialogue tricky for you because you kind of you kind of go back and forth like sometimes your characters talk a lot and there's like a bit of exposition and then and then sometimes it's just silent and you're rolling with these beautiful pages i uh i think both are hard uh, <laughs> <laughs> um it, i think i i want i want to serve the story first so if the story is is action packed is action based is or uh you know it, it's i think sometimes it, it warrants having a silent thing mm. i'm you know i'm a huge fan of uh, samurai jack and you know those kind of uh, very very uh, uh how do you would say it uh where you see a lot of the environment i really liked it, that like uh seeing the, the character progressing in an environment that that's, that's some kind of comic i really like uh, also uh like um shaolin uh, uh shaolin cowboy by jeff darrow it's it's mostly silent but then there are the there are these moments where characters start to talk and then you you discover the world and it's really interesting so i, I do like to mix both uh depending on what the story needs uh, at one point, uh, in at, at, especially the third book, I, I really needed to say some stuff to get the story going. Uh, so that's why I, I did uh, that. But I do like to write as well. And uh, so it's, it is it is fun to, but it's difficult because uh, you, you have no idea how many times I rewrite the dialogues. <laughs> <laughs> Until the last minute, I read them, read them again and tweak it and... That's that's got to be, I guess, maybe one of the problems with like being being your own like artist and letterer, and when because because you can, like mm-hmm. when you're lettering, you can be like, oh no, I have to change this, and then and it because uh, because I I think I would do the same, man. Like you know, a, a, a draft, you know, like you can always draft, right? Like there's no true final draft. It's just like 
when when it's good enough and then you put it out there and then yeah. and then you put it out there and people buy it and then you're like oh shit i should have done this there <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> then it's too late <laughs> copy is kind of easy to change until the last minute but you need to be careful because sometimes you make a change but you, you forgot why you, you had it like that in the beginning and then you create more trouble than you had <laughs> but yeah drawing is harder because you know uh, the way i work is that i i put all my my dialogue into uh, into indesign and then i finish the dialogue there okay. um so it's easy until the last minute to correct typos and stuff like that um but but the, the 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 drawing is much harder to change. So I guess I at one point I say, okay, the page is finished, even if it's not perfect. <laughs> I won't I continue forever to tweak it, or otherwise I'll never put this book out. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I do also in French, right? So it's like double the problems. Yeah, my my buddy. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my my buddy uh, Joe Paquette, who's um, uh, he's he's in, he lives in Canada as well, and he uh, he does a show called Pink Buzz, and I believe he bought he bought your French editions uh, when, we, when we both backed the Kickstarter. Um, so yeah, I, I think, man, that's, that's so like, just, I mean, I can only speak one language and to like, to be able to, to tell stories and create dialogue and, and one language and then translate it into another and still tell the same story and not have anything lost. Like it's, it's wild what you do, man. Like it's so, it's so freaking impressive. I just, I can't. I can't fawn over your work enough and, and to like watch you, uh, you know, to, to watch your live streams and watch you draw and, and then, you know, to know that, like, I mean, just has like a comic pro ever just like came to you and been like, you know what? You're a jerk. Like you letter perfectly in, in multiple languages, you color wonderfully, you draw wonderfully, your layouts are great and they change. And I mean, like you just, you, you're very you just nail it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I just ordered uh, uh, Nate, uh, what's his name? Nate Piansko, the guy from Blankbot, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Blankbot. He just published a, uh, it's it's gonna it's coming out soon. It's a book on lettering. Oh so, yes, uh, I saw that. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to see his inside because he's he's really really good, and he's he's doing such an invaluable service to the indie comic, uh, you know, community from for providing these fonts for mm -hmm. a very affordable price, and some of them are free. Uh, I can't uh, appreciate this guy enough. I think, um, but yeah, I have a background in graphic design, so uh, you know. I, I like to to have a professional uh, book in my hands. I mean, it really bugs me when the spacing is off, or uh, you know, I, I I really take care that my the padding around my my uh, dialogue box is correct. And you know, there's a million way I could make it better, better. But uh, I appreciate that you you would say that about um, my lettering. I'm just I'm just telling the truth, man. Like it's that's that's one thing I've learned with Kickstarter. It's it's better now, but with, like some of the earlier projects I've backed on Kickstarter, um, and of course I like I'm not gonna throw any names or throw anyone under the bus. Mm -hmm. But and I've heard other other Kickstarter professionals and creatives talk about this. A lot of people will um, budget the lettering or try and do it themselves. And I, what sucks about lettering and it makes me feel bad. And I try in my reviews to like always credit everybody whose name I can find in the book, you know, like I, I, I will mention the lettering, uh, but a lot of people don't notice lettering until you see bad lettering. And then you really notice like how intense that craft is and how important it is 
to like graphic storytelling mm-hmm. and it's and it's it's inner i'm glad you mentioned that book um because there are a lot of like creating comic like books like uh bendis wrote one um uh pack wrote one there's like the writing for dc comics book and then the drawing for dc comics so they have like these almost like textbooks for writing and and studying and drawing comics but there i don't think there's ever been one just about lettering to kind of help people um see what's going on behind the scenes and and help them like hone their craft i think this is the first one that's coming out it's great that he's doing it he's been pushed putting out those like one pager things where he's explaining some some Mm -hmm. concepts uh, which is great. Uh, you know, it's always worth to check them out. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, reading that. And I do have many of those, those how to make comic <laughs> books. There's some really good ones just there. Like the, uh, the, the, the Scott McCloud book is really good. And uh, Oh, the understanding comics. Yeah. The, the uh, dude, the dual narrator yeah. still trips me yeah. out. Like that's one of the coolest things I've ever learned. How like, the the like the textual narrator and the visual narrator and how mm. that like those two beans combine to like intensify the storytelling and make you experience it differently and when i learned about that that blew my shit away i was like what i didn't I, you know it's like you didn't realize it till someone like told you what was going on and then and now like i think about that all the time because it's i i come from a creative writing background i was in an mfa program i got a creative i did my ba in creative writing and stuff and and so like you know text i understand and prose i understand uh but you know like that's one of the magic things about comic books is it's this like amalgamation of talent you know there's there's coloring there's inking there's you mm-hmm. know your drawing and and then there's you who just does it all and you're just like I, I try drop the mic <laughs> you know it, it, i tried to make it into a novel first huh? and oh, really? I, I i couldn't because i i need to draw to tell the story it's not enough for me to just write it hmm. uh, i i, I sometimes i find it difficult to because i wasn't creating writing as well i took uh, for one year uh but i gave it up uh, i just focused on graphic design to, to get a job that that actually pays me hmm. <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> um so um uh what was i saying yeah it's it, it, i i do have trouble to to, to describe well i find i find and the dialogue I, I i get it i think i i'm not, at least i'm starting to get it yeah. I, I like how my dialogues come out uh but describing is really hard so i do make script of all my uh my books uh, and then i put them on the pages and then i i recut everything so i i i, I put where i think about you know i think this this dialogue will take maybe uh, two panels and then I put them on the page and then I, I try to work it out with the characters and kind of storyboarding like that. Hmm. And, uh, and that really helps me to, to, to set the motion, but I don't think I could write my, it would be really difficult for me to write a script uh, only. I think I, I do, but you know, I don't know if an artist would understand it too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they, they would have their own vision of it and yeah, I, I I could see how that would be different. Um, but I, I like I said, I just I'm so glad you draw. Like your art is so good, dude. Like it's crazy The you're like your splash pages and like the the king crab and the jellyfish, uh, which you, like, people listening like you can go to his store and, and buy these like beautiful. You, you should buy his comics for one. You should go to the store and buy his comics. Like please, they're so great. 
but you sell like these really beautiful prints and stuff. I really, I really want your, now that I got my coffee. It's funny. I, I was looking at your store today when I posted that coffee and comics post and, and I was like, Oh, he's got coffee mugs. I was like, I need to get these. I was like, <laughs> these need to be on my coffee. I need the, I need the chiz, <laughs> the chiz on the coffee bar. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm glad some people uh, thought I appreciated that joke. I, I wasn't sure about it. <laughs> no, I, I love your, I love your incredibly dark and twisted humor. Like it, it resonates deep within my soul. Like, like I said, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm weird and and goofy and you know, but I and and I don't. My comic buying doesn't always reflect that, you know. I'm a sucker for X Men and superheroes, and I read a lot of indie stuff too, of course. And and I love horror comics. I love like horror and gritty noir, and um and I love sci fi. But your sci fi, I guess, you know, other other than like Futurama, I don't know a lot of like humor is like humorous sci fi. I uh, I think my comic is more fantasy than sci fi. Really? I think so because okay. you know well the. The virtual world are really fantastic. Yeah, uh, there are some elements of sci-fi, uh, but it, it, it's like the technology is not necessarily uh, apparent because their life they, they they have so little in their life. Everything is in the virtual world, and the world the virtual world is fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, when I when I was writing it originally, the novel, I imagined their their world as being extremely bland, like everything white, everybody like wearing a bit like a THX uh, 1198, the George Lucas film. Mm, like okay. everything is super simple and there there's that. And then the, the entire world they live in would be in, in the fantastic world. And then I, I started to draw like that. And I thought it was it wasn't fun to draw. <laughs> <laughs> and made pages very boring so i wanted to add even in the real world i wanted to add a little bit more uh more fun so i you know and i am a big fan of george dread judge dread so i think i went for that kind of mega city look okay it was more fun to draw and more fun to look at more fun to read I still can't get away. Like I, and it comes back all the time. The, the like recycling blob monster. Um, like I just, it's so crazy. And it, and it's so crazy on the page and it like turns like gruesome and bloody and weird. And then like, how did you walk me through like the moment when you were like, all right, there's going to be people we're going to recycle them. We're going to recycle people. That's okay. Like I get, I get where your mind's going there. We're going to recycle people. We're going to bring them back. But what? Some of them we're not going to bring back. We're going to turn them into cookies. How did that happen? Like, uh, I, like that's so <laughs> fucking gnarly, man. Like, you know what? I started thinking about this uh, like 20 years ago. So some of those ideas are, are very, very far and kind of mix, get, gets mixed up. So it's sometimes it's a bit difficult to 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 explain to you where an idea came from. Uh, but I wanted a society that was extremely uh, well tuned. You know, everything is controlled. Everything is 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 uh, planned up. So I, you know, it, it it's a fascist society, but it's it's done in kind of the best intention, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if they don't do that 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 ultra violence, then they wouldn't be able to control the, that world. Okay. It's like the only way they could do it would be is through that. And then it just uh, just felt right that you know human life, real human life had no value 
because the the virtual world is what people want yeah you know yeah so they don't care if they get killed you know it's not important to them it, the, the only important thing is that they get more time in the interface which and is even so crazy like, yeah, even the the relationship between parents and and children is, is very distant you know in the in the novel there was this character of the sister of uh, Gauthier who uh, actually her parents forgot she was there because <laughs> She, you know, the, the interface lets you kind of change your appearance. You know, it lets you uh, be, if you use your time for it, it's also a way to 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 change the world around you uh, mm. to what you want to be. And so it's very, uh, it's very unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine a teenager who can disappear when she wants, you know. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that I was just, an interesting I, idea, I just like but. thinking of like time as currency. Like it's... It's, that's just that in itself is just interesting because it's and because it, we forget it man with just even like today like is i every now and then i get wrapped up in like twitter drama bullshit or like something a stupid family member said on facebook that they shouldn't have and it's just like you like waste your you waste time uh you know like being aggravated uh i you know you you waste time watching internet videos uh, but at least sometimes those bring enjoyment but it's you know time is so precious and i feel like we forget that so much because i i mean we waste tons of time you're mm -hmm. wasting it here with me and i love you for it i appreciate it but you know like what, you oh, know, what are we doing with our lives man <laughs> I, I am I, I am very stressed out about time you know i i care a lot about the time i spend on my comic mm -hmm. and i try to organize my time very efficiently so that i have the the most time for that you know i you know family comes first and then work and then it's it's really comic so um i i don't want to waste time you know I, I we have so little time on this earth you know yeah so to me it's really important so maybe maybe that's what maybe inspired me a little bit for that part of the story uh but of course they their time what the, the time they want is is, is wasted right mm -hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, they, all this, all this hard work to to just buy time to waste. It's 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 like it's it's humorous and sad. But like I said, man, there's as crazy as Tales from the Interface is, it equates so much into the everydayness of our lives and mm -hmm. in really wonderfully unique ways uh, that that like make you feel kind of dirty when you realize it too. You know, like it clicks and you're like it, you know you're you're like reading this and then you're like. You're like, oh my god, I waste so much time. And then you're like, oh my god, I'm wasting my time on comics. And then you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm wasting my time thinking about wasting my time on comics. Like you, you like spiral out, and and your narrative like adds to that kind of like furious paranoia of it all, and uh, and then you get lost in it again. And it's it's just, it's a really cool experience. Your comics are an experience. I say this to the occasional creative I talk to that, you know, you don't just read it. Uh, things happen to you while you read it, which is what great literature is supposed to do. Right. It moves us. It makes us think differently. It makes us feel and emote. And, and you have, you have like uh, captured that, that firefly in, in your jar, man. And, and your light shines. And I, I just like, it, it really, 
it really aggravates me that like uh, when I've talked to your comic about people and because and, a lot of my friends still won't do Kickstarter. They're like, eh, it's a little more expensive. And then they're like, eh, I just read Marvel or eh, I just read DC. Like people like nerds get picky. Right. And it just like it. There's so much cool stuff out there uh, like out. And this is as a big fan of the X-Men. Right. But like there's so much more out there. That's like it's not the X-Men. It's mm-hmm. and it's not the Justice League and it's not Superman and Batman. And there's like this whole crazy world. And and so many people like won't get turned on to it. And it's like, that's kind of why I started this and started the blog and stuff. And I really dig working with Kickstarter guys. And plus, cause you guys are all like hungry and passionate and, and you're fun to talk to. Cause it's like, you know, you're not like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but there's, there's like this like Kickstarter spark in a lot of the creatives I've talked to where it's just like, there's both like excitement and fear, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially you don't have a campaign going currently, but I, I, that, that like campaign fear, I think a lot of my listeners like it. It makes for good conversation. Cause it's oh, just like, you I want don't... it to fun, but you don't, you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, I don't have, a, I have campaign fear for the next one <laughs> <laughs> already. It hasn't even started yet. <laughs> you know, I, I was hearing your, your last interview is saying like, uh, that it was really good these days, like uh, probably because of the pandemic and people being more at home. But then, uh, you know, what's going to be the next one? Uh, you know, my I think for my third, I did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm so worried that it's not going to do well because I invest so much time and I don't, uh, I, I won't do a campaign for a book that's going to come out in two years. You know, yeah. when I do a campaign, I, my book is done, you know. I invest my time beforehand. Uh, and it's important to me to have something tangible, not promises. Um, but, you know, I, I get really worried. I mean, is it, how is it going to do? Uh, that's why I keep my, my goals low. Uh, and, you know, if people want it, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah I was really shocked at, at your, at your funding goal, which I mean, like it, you went well over, um, which that's, a, that's another deal. Like, I don't understand some, like some people do like campaigns and like, and they're like creators that like have a name and they've done a few projects before. And it's like, their goal will be like $650. And it's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I guess like, it turns into like a make to order thing. Sort it, of it, like if they do that, you know, you have to understand, you know, they're not paying themselves and I'm not, uh, you yeah. know, I'm nowhere near making money on this, like, uh, as a job, you know, that's, that's for sure. It's really me investing my, my, myself in it. Uh, mm-hmm. so what my amount that I'm asking for is basically the cost of printing it, yeah. uh, you know, just basic printing. And then I, I calculate that every time somebody buys a book, an extra one, it, 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 shipping is counted inside. So I, I, I can't really lose. Okay. And just the most, the more that I sell, the more that I'm paying for my time. <laughs> Do you do, um, well, I mean, obviously probably not now or, or maybe in the future, but like, I, do you do like con, do you hit up like con circuits and like have artist tables and stuff? Like, do you do that or do you kind of stay away from that? part? Um, I, I do, but I stay close. I, I don't go far. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm eyeing the Comic-Con in Montreal, but because it's so axed at, at big, uh, uh, at big names, like, uh, like DC Marvel. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not DC. I'm not Marvel. People don't know me. I mean, it's really, really hard as an indie to, to, to get noticed at an event like a Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, maybe when I have all five books, I can give it a shot because I have a complete thing to sell. Mm. 
Uh, but uh, I, I do, uh, there's another uh, uh, comic festival in, uh, in Montreal that's really nice. It's much more uh, di diverse. Like there's all kind of, uh, of, of style of comics. Um, you know, in, in Quebec, we're, we're fortunate because we have, a big, uh, we have a big connection with France. So our, 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 uh, our comic uh, here is, is, uh, is very different. There's all kinds of, so this, this kind of event, people going there, they're expecting to find something different. They're not expecting to find, but sometimes, you know, there's big names that come, but they're more open to, to different things than a, than a comic yeah, sure. con or. I, I had this crazy idea. Um, and I thought it would be cool to like, almost have like a kickstart con, but then I thought, you know, like I thought about it and then it would be like, it would be hard. Cause we, there's still that, that it's not a stigma. It's just people don't, you know, like there's, there's people that go to comic shops to buy their comic books. And then there's people that buy their stuff on Amazon. And then there's, there's also a group of people that, you know, back stuff on Kickstarter and it's starting to kind of blend a little bit, but you, you still have people that are hesitant, but I just thought it would be cool to like, have a con where it's like you celebrate like all these Kickstarter creatives. Right. But you know, then like you still like, I mean, that cons get people cause you know, you got to have like a name or two that like people recognize or, or something. And so I was like, it, it was hard to like figure out a way to like, and I, I'm not going to fucking launch a con. Cause like I, I can barely put a podcast out once a week, you know, like, what? <laughs> but it was this crazy idea, but I was just like, man, I wish, I wish these, these, you know, organizations or, you know, mm. or the people that do these conventions, I, I wish they would do stuff like that and, well, and, yeah. or, like, to celebrate you guys, like the, the, the real indie comics, like not like image. Yes. Is indie and like boom is indie, but like someone mentioned to me the other day, you know, like when Keanu Reeves, name is on a comic cover, it's, is it indie anymore? You know? And it's, it does present an interesting question. And like, so yeah, it would be cool to, have them celebrate this side of comics that I think, you know, needs some light shed on it still. Yeah. So, so in Canada, we have these three big uh, cons that like uh, MCAF, TCAF and VCAF, like, and they, they uh, a lot of the books that you, you will see there are from small uh, publishers and a lot of them are doing uh, crowdfunding, are going through crowdfunding. Now it's become, it's become more and more common Nice for, for uh, smaller editors. To I should have known my idea wasn't good. Damn it. <laughs> Someone already did it. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not, well, it, but we have a lot of indies here. We have a lot of small, uh, small publishing companies that, uh, yeah. that, that do this kind of, uh, you know, small projects, different formats. It's not all... It's really the, the the size of the books varies a lot. The style, uh, it's 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 fun. I like this kind of environment. Uh, I don't like my books to be all the same size. I like to be surprised. Uh, I think it's fun. So you're not one of those. Um, the the thing I see on the internet now all the time is like so like Marvel recently changed the spine of their dust jackets for their omnibuses <laughs> so they like look different. Uh, and then like people always get mad at DC because like DC will like change the spine design and it's like or the the logo won't be in the same spot and I'm just like I'm like what <laughs> like I don't get it like I yeah I don't know <laughs> that's like a thing now like no. like I said man nerds are just compulsively unhappy and like they'll find you could it's like you could give them a million dollars and be like go buy a bunch of comics and then they'll fucking bitch about the million dollars you gave them and the comics they bought with it i don't understand it 
Like, it's like, it's like, it's, is it, is it hard to be happy? I don't know. I'm pretty happy most of the time. I, I try and, I try and be positive. I try and try and keep the buzz alive, you know, and it's oh, just, you are a light of hope in this uh, in these dark times. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to be like, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, dad, guess what this, guess what this comic book creator said about me. <laughs> I I told this story to a, a guy the other day and my dad um cuz he my dad doesn't really read comics and he does not know computers well enough to figure out how to listen to my podcast and uh he like he like bought a Blake's Buzz shirt and like the, that all that started man I I I made those shirts cuz I wanted them I was going to wear to like make YouTube videos and do like reviews and all my and then my family bought them and then like I started posting like pictures of my friends and family having them and then people started buying them and I was like holy shit people are just buying shirts with my name on it like life is weird uh but you know like i told my dad you know i was telling him some stuff and i was like oh dad this this guy said something about my show and about this review i wrote for his comic and and my dad's like he cries a lot like since he had his heart surgery about 10 or 12 years ago or so like he just gets emotional easy and he like teared up and he was like i'm really proud of you and then i was like god damn it dad like i so like oh and i am so grateful for, for for you for doing this and you know all the reviewers i mean it's, it's uh, it, it means a lot because you, you know we're uh, every night I, I draw you know and it's 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 pretty lonely yeah <laughs> I have to say you know <laughs> and then you, you need to work for two years before you're finally ready to to show your work and you get so anxious you know whether people are gonna think you know I, as I told you and I show it to my friends a little bit to to get some feedback but you get always so worried about what people is going to think. And uh, I think it helps a lot to, to have this, any help that we can get, you know, to get the world out because people are, are you know, they, they buy what they know, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to change habits. People, you know, they, uh, so that's why I'm not, I don't blame them. Like they, if they go to, to a Comic-Con and there's, I think that a good example, they go to a Comic-Con and there's a table that has indie books and their own drawings, their own character. And then the table right beside us, some fan arts, where are they, where, where are the eyes going to go? <laughs> they're going to go to the character that they know. And it's, it's not, they're not, they're not bad. And it's just how we are. You know, we gravitate to what, towards what we know. So one idea I had was to maybe we should have a con that forbids any uh, mainstream, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, I would. You could have like shirts that have like the bat cow with like the no smoking line through. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, but that, that's kind of what I was thinking like earlier when, when I mentioned that, like, like a con that is like, like for crowdfunding for indie and like, um, you know, maybe you can have like a band, maybe instead mm -hmm. of like getting a bunch of like big name creatives and like actors and people from like CW TV shows that aren't that Wrestlers. great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like maybe have like a band, like a couple bands, like play a show or something like that to where like people be like oh i can like go to this con and plus that's different anyway because i don't know many cons that like have live music and you wouldn't want it like the whole time but like you know like have like i don't know, like, I don't know. i'd go like <laughs> like the, like something cool like the foo fighters or something but like maybe that's like probably way out of range but like you know just like a name people recognize and then you're like oh cool like i'll go see this music and then all this crazy art and just i don't know there's you could do something it's just like you just need to take a risk on it everybody's mm. too scared to take risks these days though 
except you with your crazy ass tales from the interface comic which i don't know if, i don't know if you've heard about folks because that's what i've been raving about <laughs> for the last 45 minutes um but yeah i uh you know i i just risks risks are important and in, in both you know life and and business ventures and storytelling and and weird cons that'll probably never happen where the foo fighters play you know, just something. So we need just something different. Shake it up. You know, get do do. I I would love to like. I wish I could interview like every Kickstart guy or or gal or and creative and and and. But I have like that stupid day job thing, and so like I have to like work all day and then maybe mm-hmm. fit an interview in. At, you uh. know, at night and and it's you know there's just there's so many campaigns that like I would love to back and love to you know just chat it up and and see what it's like on the other end, but. It, it's like limitless. And I feel like, uh, I feel even a lot of podcasts and stuff, you know, like everybody's, everybody's chasing those big names, you know, like I, I, I would love to interview Tom King, but you know, I'm, I'm loving doing this. And, and I think it's cool that like people approach me. Like, wow. now, you know? I, I really appreciate that you try to, try to do this. You know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's nice. I, I, and I, I think it helped a lot on my last book to have, uh, the interviews that I did get, you know, to, just to share them, to have something to share on social media, like uh, yeah. you know, you know what, you know, I got this interview, and uh, and then it's it's just more eyes on, on what you're doing. Uh, so definitely, you know, the next one, uh, my book is gonna be ready much before the Kickstarter, and uh, so I can distribute it to uh, to reviewers ahead of time and nice. benefit from that a bit more. Does that? Do you think that like helps? Um... I don't know, like, because it, the, the other day you mentioned that, like, it, it takes you like a, a couple, a couple years, right? To, to like finish these two years, two years. And I actually, uh, I was like, it, I was kind of ignorant. I thought you were fucking with me. And I was like, okay, two years. Like, when you're like, no, like, it, it takes a while, dude. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I didn't, you know, um, do you ever, do you ever like find yourself wishing like, man, I wish I had some help or do you like having that like ultimate control where you're like, uh, yeah. you're the sun in your universe basically i i, I like the control uh, i would like some help but <laughs> um uh it, it's just it's it's not a i'm not making money out of this and i can't pay anyone oh yeah you know and, and if you're not paying someone and you're depending on their willingness to help i mean they might they might you know it's really cool of them but then ultimately who's gonna stay uh, you know i've been doing this comic for since 2015 huh and then I have another four years to go, you know, I, I, and I don't think it's realistic to think that somebody's going to stick with me for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, it's like when you're, when your friends ask to like help you move and you like do this like manual labor, like all day and you're like sweaty and gross and your back hurts and they're like, Oh, here's some beer and pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you're like You're like, I can't just give someone beer and pizza for four years. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, and I, and also uh, because I've tried it, you know, with my previous, I, I wanted to, to to try to get some collaborators and try to to do something, but uh, it's, it's really hard. And I and I and some people have you know have asked me to do work for them, and then it doesn't pan out, and I waste time, and it really pisses mm. me off. I mean, if I, I I do take some small projects on the side, uh, it, it has to be small. Uh, yeah for me to take it because I want it to be done quickly, get, get, get paid and, you know, go our separate ways. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, like, I, you're like, you give me the money and then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's, it's a business transaction. <laughs> you know, I, I have a day job, you know, yeah. drawing doesn't pay much. I can't charge like that much anyway, uh, because there's plenty of other people who would do it. So really, am I interested in the project uh, and am I willing to do it? Uh, but I have my comics. To, I, I have my own comic to do. So it's, it's I'm very picky about taking on a, yeah, additional yeah, it work. Yeah, it takes, it takes time away from your baby. I can, yeah, I can exactly. see that. I, well, I did a cover recently for a comic. It's supposed to come out on Kickstarter. Um, it was really fun to do, though. And I, I had fun doing it. That's a good way to move comics, I'm noticing. Or at least me. Like, when, like I will back, a, like, there's been a couple. I really like Jason Muir, uh, who, who's doing Scouts by the Horns. And he's been doing a couple Kickstarter covers for people. And, like, I will buy them. And I'm like, or um, Lane Lloyd does that a lot. He does, like, Kickstarter uh, prints and stuff. Um Maria Wolf, I, I backed a Kickstarter and spent some extra money just to get a signed print of hers. Like it's a good, it's a good way to like move to, to move some copies. Mm-hmm. I, I have a dream of like doing a Kickstarter one day, just because I imagine like if, when I, if I ever do write a comic, I mean, it's not like I'm going to like, I don't have like the connections as a reviewer to be like, I'm going to send this to aftershock or something, you know, but I, I do have like this, you know, dream. Like I would love to make a comic one day and, and with Kickstarter now it's, you can have an idea and you can make it happen if you hustle and, and, you know, stuff like that. And I would like, I would definitely like pay you money for a variant cover or just the cover. Like oh, I, I just, well. I would, and then I would, I would be very mad at you if you turned me down. <laughs> 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 i'd be like you ruined my whole campaign i had this plan um, well, I, I, no i really appreciate the offer at the very least yeah the, sure. i mean it's a make-believe offer there's no there's no script there's no comment oh I, I know but maybe one day but yeah. i mean you are like you are for real like an artist i would reach out to and be like you know hey like i got this crazy idea you you want to do like a uh you know a, stre- a stretch goal variant or a print or something and um, I just, I love that part about Kickstarter, how there's like all this interconnectivity, yeah, there's all this positivity and everybody just wants everyone to win. It's like really, it's like really warm and comfy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and the, this last book, I was, it opened a lot of the door for me, actually. I got a lot of uh, contact from people uh, and, and, you know, I got uh, actually two cover commission, uh, another interest. Uh, I got a, uh, Somebody wanted me to do a story for their book. I, I turned it down, but um, I, it's, it's I, I was really happy. It was very encouraging that that last book really. So that's why I'm so worried that the next one won't do as well. <laughs> <laughs> what if nobody buys it? Like... Yeah, your yours was um, the last one was a um, it was like a just a Kickstarter recommendation, like a oh whatever they call it, like yeah, the project we love. Yeah, the pro yeah, and it yeah. like popped up and. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, like that cool, like tentacle cover. And I was like, Ooh, what is this? And then I clicked on it and I was like, Holy shit. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I did like six different covers and then I showed them to, uh, to my, my better readers. And then we, we tried to find like which one worked the best. And, uh, I, I, I'm pretty happy with all it came out. I think it's a, it's a, it's a striking cover. I probably why people were interested in me doing covers after that, because they, they, they liked it. Well, that's kind of that's cool that's you have like your own test group you're like you do like yeah this one didn't test well but this one did but that's 
that's cool. Like I, I can, I can see how like the campaign gaining success yeah. could also intimidate you on the next one. Like, is it going to be the same? Are our numbers going to stay the same? Is it, but you know, like, well, you know what I learned? Like uh, I watched uh, David Pepo's for the OZ. And of course, like he's, he's like a, a huge name and he's got like an aftershock comic and stuff. <laughs> like, dude, that guy, he did an interview with me, but he did like almost 40 interviews in three weeks. I'm pretty sure. So like <laughs> he made like 40 K wow. on Kickstarter. So if you just do like eight interviews a day, I, like, I don't, I don't know how many he did in a day. I know like, uh, I've, I, a couple guys I've talked to is funny because they'll be like, oh, I did. I did. I had two. You're my third interview today. And then I'm always like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, uh, man, I got to step up my game to, like, make you not hate everything. I say. Uh, it's something I, I, you know, I'm so bad at marketing. I, I, I because I, 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 I know that if I, I try to, like, I could do that, you know, do uh do podcasts with other people and do like uh, little events on, on on YouTube and whatnot. Uh, but it takes so much time. I mean, yeah. I, that's why I know you're, I know what you do. It takes time, you know, to do all that, that all that connection and preparing the interviews, writing the, the blog, that takes a lot of time. And, well, I'm single with no kids though. So it's like, fuck it. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like an elephant that like, that like performs for peanuts, but I'm a Blake that performs for uh, advanced release PDFs and Kickstarter yeah. sneak peeks. <laughs> you know, a lot of artists who are doing this, uh, both their own marketing, they, they, they say you, sh- you need to spend half the time, you know, doing your marketing and half the time doing the comic. Wow, that's, that's insane! I, if I did that, my book would never come. I, I would still be doing the same thing in eight years. You know, I'm gonna be old man and still doing it. So I, I don't know. I I just keep my head down and just draw it and try my best to to get the word out. Um, it's know. funny you mentioned like marketing not being your strong suit because the you do such a really great job with like the occasional, like uh, off the wall advertisements, like in the comic um, and like posters and stuff you see on a, on a wall in an uh, occasional well, scene. Marketing is different from graphic design, right? Marketing is the whole, uh, it, it's how you, you, you get to the market. So all you, all you interact with people, all you get the word out uh, okay. uh, versus branding, which is, uh, that's okay okay branding and marketing see i still get i still don't understand branding like mm. and it so, uh, branding feels dirty sometimes like like take yourself everything you are everything you've worked for your life and and commodify it and and make it like a product that you can sell and push and shove down people's throats and, oh yeah and wow. then i'm like i'm like yeah. oh that feels weird and then i'm like oh hey buy my love more hate less read comics blake buzz t-shirts which you can totally buy right now you can find a link on my profile <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's weird right like it's it's selling yourself is weird even even when you know you have something to bring to the table you know there's still like imposter Mm. syndrome and you just feels weird and i'm a fairly private person i don't like to share my my personal life Mm. so it's really i try to keep it professional even on on facebook it's all uh it's all about like uh either work 
art or I, I don't talk about my, my family online or stuff like that. No, I, I, I try to keep that separate. I have a, I just, I just talk too much. I share too much information. <laughs> I, don't, I like, yeah. I get, I get rolling and then I like trust people too easily. Like, I think everybody's my friend. Like right now, I feel like you and I are, are buds now. And so like, I could just, I, I'll just say like, like I told you a story about my dad crying and me crying. And like, I'll just, I just tell people shit like that. It's well, some people say it makes for like a good interview and other people if, are like, who is this guy? <laughs> if you're comfortable with it, I, I really have no problem. I think we all need to be comfortable with, with the amount of, of, you know, our personal lives that we're sharing out there. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love your personality. It's great. It's fun. Well, thank you. You're, you're also like, I, I'm so lucky. I have not had like an awkward interview yet where, um, I, I haven't had like, you know, like squeeze the rag for drops of water. Like, like, what are we going to talk about? Like that, when I first started doing this, I was like really scared of that or of like, or, or even me, like, uh, as I talk on the phone all day, I worked in a bar for seven years. So I used to talk to drunk people for money, you know, and like, I kissed a lot of ass for tips. And, um, and so like every now and then I'm like, what if I run out of shit to say, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Luckily it hasn't happened yet. So first it's time difficult. for everything, but we'll it's, see. <laughs> it's truly difficult. And being interviewed a few times, I appreciated the, the, the talent it takes to find something to ask and go into it and, and get people to talk. And, and it, it, it informed me on my own life as well. You know, how do you, when you're having a, a conversation with somebody, how do you, um, show more your interest in that person it's not necessarily obvious uh i'm not necessarily somebody who's a super uh comfortable socially but i i worked hard to get better at it yeah uh, you know when i when i went to montreal i went to all the launches all the book launch all the comic book launch and tried to meet more people and you know uh it, I really appreciate that that science, but it's something I have to learn. It's not it's not uh, instinct. It's instinctive. Well, it's funny that especially in comics, um, with writing and artists, where a lot of a lot of creation happens in seclusion. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it gets lonely sometimes. You're you're up. You're maybe up all night working on a few pages, and, and there's no one around. You know, like you don't have like you know, maybe, maybe the family, but you know, like they're going to go to bed and you're going to be up working. Right. And so there's, a, there's a lot of solitude and creativity yet we live in this world where you're expected to kind of like socialize and sell yourself and, and go to these conventions and like put your product in people's faces and, and sell yourself on the go to like people that may be walking by a table or something, you know? And it's like, it's just interesting that, you know, that we expect everybody to be like social butterflies and, and a lot of us aren't, you know, like exactly, it, yes. it gets a lot of us. Some, some of us are awkward and weird. I, I'm, it, I'm weird as fuck. I'm just a little bit funny. So like it, it works. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, you know, I always, I thought a lot about why I'm doing comics and I think it's really a way for me to, to, to communicate. It's my way of telling what's, what's in, you know, in my art and what I'm thinking my philosophy right so so it, it is a it is a social thing it's just not uh what social is expected yeah you know like 
now with with social media the world has really changed a lot uh you know the people don't take time to do things yeah that's another it's not exactly the same thing but anyway <laughs> <laughs> no i i i i'm i'm with you on on that note of like uh express like you know storytelling and expressing in your philosophy you deal a lot with like uh the, there's a lot of like themes of like evolution and evolving and uh mm -hmm. especially like you know organisms that uh combine and turn into something else um and you also and also your your humans that you have you kind of focus on like human partnerships and stuff too like what i don't i don't want to ask like a really bland question like what are you trying to say but i kind of know like what you're like what is it you're wanting to accomplish in regards to uh, taking your own spin on evolution in regards to changing the way in, in your universe that you've made in this interface that mm. like that love happens and how, it, how people like, even when they change into a different species, like they, st you still come back to like finding a mate and, and accomplishing that, uh, that union. Like, what, are, really... are you like a, are you like a big romantic? <laughs> I'm really awkward. I'm really, really, really awkward. <laughs> I, 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 it's not something easy for me. So I, I, I try to, to, to express it through the relationship of the two characters. Uh, I, I think I'm very awkward, but I, I, I like to explore their relationship where one is, is pushed towards uh, more the virtual world and one is pushed toward watching what was the world before all that happened and, and then that that conflict i think is very rich uh and, and it's also like her that clara the the, the main character the uh, female lead she she, she kind of grows up a lot mm -hmm. in in that in that world that in that relationship where she finds out that easy is this, where do where am I what am I to him in the end? So I, I I don't know. I'm exploring that. I don't know if I have a super clear answer for you. Uh regarding evolution, um I, I just really, really love science. I, I always listen to documentaries and nature shows and stuff like that. So I like to explore different forms of life. Mm. Uh I I draw a lot of animals in, in my books as well. Um is there a relationship between the two? Um I don't know. I, I just I just like that idea of uh, of a new organism that takes from another one. Uh, it's also one of the aliens that is in my previous book that I told you about is uh, is one of the the alien that comes out at the end. Okay, is from that. Because um, yeah, you know, in America we don't like science that much. Right? <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> like, get that shit out of here! No, <laughs> I like science. I think it's cool. Uh, but yeah, I just, um, I, I, I was really intrigued by that. Uh, mm -hmm. just, just the way, the way both like your, your story threads evolve and, and how these beans evolve and, and then how none of it's really happening, you know, that that's the trip, right. Is like so much happens in your comics mm -hmm. and it all comes back to like, you run out of time or you walk away from the screen and it's back yeah. to this weird world. And it's like, it's, it's so, it's almost jarring, but like, uh, not negatively. Mm -hmm. um it, it like it, it's like in the matrix when they slide the pin out of the back of their head right and they they come out of the the virtual world like you make your audience like feel that you know mm -hmm. like i can like feel you pulling the plug out of me and like bringing me back into this like and waking weird, up in, in p <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to this <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like I, you wake up, you wake up in the pink goo, and you and, and you're lost, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you made me feel all of that, man. It's <laughs> uh, great, thanks. And uh, like the, in a good mm. way, like God, I'm not like, please don't think I'm trying to make light of your work or anything, but it it's just like, uh, like I said, man, that reading your stuff's an experience, and and I haven't come across many comics that that do that to me that that are so like visceral that you like feel it in your guts and your bones and, and it changes you kind of like you're, you're doing that yeah i i wanted to build a lot of threads a lot of uh, connections i want people to uh to to fill in the blanks a little bit like you know when when you go and you look at a abstract piece of art you know you you kind of make your own your own story when you look at it mm -hmm. uh so so there is a bit of that as well uh i want people to fill in the blanks up to a point um so that's why you don't use dialogue you want us to tell the story <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> no that's cool i mean uh, hey it, it it takes a smart it takes a smart reader to appreciate uh, a smart story yeah. right so you gotta you gotta again going back to that those unions you create there's another connection man but mm. well, i think my favorite small story was probably the the mine the one with the mine yes i, oh I really God. enjoyed writing that one i, I thought there was a lot of levels of connection between like the father and the, the daughter and the, mm -hmm. and then the the, the centipede and his, and his and its children and they're, they're they're both like fighting to be alive and it's uh, it's always something i i i really like when a, a, an evil character is not necessarily he's doing what he must you know it's yeah. he, he has his own reason for what he is you know is that centipede evil no you know it's just no, a we are we're the, we're the ones going down there zapping them all away for crystals like <laughs> which again is like i mean such a of like our the the human disregard of nature for money you know mm -hmm. i mean like again these are things that we see every day in our, our natural existence you know a couple months ago the freaking ocean was on fire because a pipeline burst in it like I've never said, I thought that video was fake, man. Like I, I really thought that I was like, that's not real. And then I found out that like, Oh my God, we set the fucking ocean on fire. Like that's crazy. Um, but, and also to go back to the mine, I love your art and a lot of the art in, in those three chapters that we've gotten so far is beautiful. I think the mine was one of my like favorites of, of yours other than like the King crab, like those mm -hmm. splash pages were really good, but your the the work you did in the mind that the centipede the monster the size just the the scale of everything like that was probably one of my favorite visual aspects of the three books from you yeah thank you yeah thank you thank you for making badass comics for me to read <laughs> and talk about <laughs> you're doing the hard work here man i'm just i'm just i'm just here to tell people where to download or buy your comics and get them shipped and go to go to your store and and buy the chisel mug <laughs> i want everybody i want everybody drinking coffee out of chis and you know i ship everything myself right it's not like some kind of uh the, the, the you don't use made, a fulfillment for, company yeah uh, you don't use one of those like fulfillment companies no no i do everything myself it's uh, like the books are you know i have a bunch there uh, it's all in my garage so it's uh it's a small operation i you know i i go to the post office my myself and i do everything so it's really a almost an handcrafted product so i think I there's some value in that yeah dude there definitely is like there's yeah. it's i don't know just talking to you like i mean i've 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 gotten to know you a little bit through our online interactions and and just you know reading your work and stuff but like getting to talk to you for the last hour and a half like 
I, I like your connection to that. I like the intimacy of it all. Like, you know, like, I think it's, I think it's important that, that an artist, you know, sees their work printed and, you know, like you're, you're probably like, okay, yeah, you, you pack up a hundred boxes and ship them, dude. But uh, you know, there's, there's like a beauty in that where you're like, you're touching each comic before it's like hand lettering it or signing it, you know, like I, I care a lot to that. I do care a lot. You know, I don't, I don't have to make French copies of my books, but I do. I'm losing money doing that. Mm. You know, if I only made one language, I, 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 you know, I'd lose a lot less money. But I, I, I want to the book to be available to as many people as I can, uh, and that means that that's really important to me. And you know, language is a is something important here. Uh, we try to 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 keep it as much as we can because mm -hmm. you know we're surrounded by by English basically. So it's my part you know I, i'm trying to make it available for 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 people as well um i try to print locally uh i don't have to i could you know i could do it through amazon you know like so many people do but yeah. then that but then i would be encouraging amazon which i don't necessarily want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a can, can the, the the sin of convenience right like it's like yeah like oh, i know you're terrible but uh, i want yeah. my i want coffee beans tomorrow and don't want to go to the store yeah <laughs> you know, no, like no. shit like that yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah you know i I ordered there as well, but I, I mean, I, if I can, you know, print my comic locally, it means a lot to me. Yeah. You know, I, I get to get, I get to go there. I get to talk to the guy who's printing it. You know, if there's a cutter that's not working out, you know, I get a proof. I can tell, no, please look at that. And, and that that's really important. I mean, if, if it's another company that ships it, uh, how do you know that the books are okay? You know? Mm -hmm. I, I look at every book. If a book has an error, I won't. I won't ship it. Yeah, you know. I, I recently threw a little hissy fit because, uh, and again, I won't use any names, but a very big like a, a they're an, they're an indie publisher, but they do really well, and their kickstarters are starting to produce like six figures. Um, you know, like like just at six figures, but I mean, it's still, not that's possible. But they like uh, they part of their deal is is they they sell prints right. If you mm. day one backer, you get a you get a day one print, and then for every week of the campaign, mm -hmm. like as if they achieve the goals, you get another print. And so like they lure you in with these prints, and as a reason to back their Kickstarter. And I recently and I was like super excited for this package to ship. I got some extra books and stuff with it. I spent about. I spent about $130, 20 of it was shipping, which I understood because there was a lot of books in there. And so, you know, that, that we had it weighs more and they have to ship it and the books came okay, but they just threw pieces of paper into this box. And I'm mm. like, these are prints that you've sold me on. This is art. This is your art that these people just threw in a box and like, they came like kind of bent and tattered. And I was just like, I was like, this is kind of shitty. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I appreciate the fact that you, like you said, you care. And, and I think that, I think that emotion carries through your narratives. I think, mm. and I think, you know, I felt it when I, when I got, I definitely felt it when I opened it up, opened up the comic book and, and saw that Michelangelo splinter sketch, like, um, which was like, you know, I, I knew, like I watched you draw it and knew it was like coming and it was still like, so cool to see it. My, my friends think that, I should buy another, uh, which I think I'm going to do this, by the way, I think I'm going to buy another volume three from you. And I'm actually going to frame, like cut the cover off. Sorry to ruin your book, but so I can like frame that, that sketch. 
because uh, oh, I should like, have drawn it to you on a cardboard then. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, I've I've shown so many people, and, and everybody's like, everybody's like, God, you got to figure out how to get that on the wall, man. It's like <laughs> it's it's too good to like have in a book on a shelf. And I'm like, I know, I got. But the like I said, the only way I know to do it is to like take the page out or cut the cover off, and so and I I don't want to like destroy your book, but if I bought another one, then it's like then it's okay. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> But yeah, so you've you've impressed like a ton of my friends who who could give like two shits about comics, and I still like I show them that, and it's funny because everybody's like, "Why is Splinter horrified?" And then I get to tell them like about the book, and I'm like, "Okay, well, this isn't just a gingerbread cookie," and they're like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, "Yeah, this guy's crazy. He's just like read his books." So yeah, you you you've been a conversation starter amongst. Uh, a few of my friends and stuff because of that awesome sketch uh and i still think it's cool because when you when you were like on the kickstarter it was like what do you what what do you what do you want for a sketch and then it was like just so you know like you may not get what you asked for and i was like okay fair enough and then you know then to be like oh yeah i want michelangelo eating eating a cookie and then you and then like the addition of like the horrified splinter was just I, like, I, I i do that to protect myself in case nobody asks me something completely insane or <laughs> against against my moral sense for some reason you know i don't i, I don't censor much but I, you never know i mean somebody must ask me something i don't want to draw i have i didn't think of that until recently when um a lot of like sketch options on kickstarter are like you know we'll do a commission this size for this much no smut and i'm like oh okay yeah there's weird people out there who would probably oh yeah real intense requests oh yeah oh yeah one of my friend uh you should you should you should interview him uh steps to he's a he is a publisher an indie book publisher okay uh bloody gore comics so he does this uh or these horror comics and he has a many artists actually who do uh, books for his company uh, yeah. as well as he does and uh, I'll send in, I'll send you his, his contact. Yeah, man, hook hook a brother up, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll I I need a. But I, I do one of these a week. I, that is another fear of Blake's buzz. Is like, am I gonna run out of people to talk to? What's gonna happen that one week when it's like when it's just Blake and no buzz? What's gonna happen? <laughs> you won't run enough people. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I, does... I can always double dip too. <laughs> He does the weirdest shit, man. You have no idea uh, what he gets into. Like, if you, there is no limit. Well, well, there is a limit, but I mean, it's pretty deep. Uh, and some of the, his creators are uh, even worse. So, if you want to to get into some weird stuff, uh, he's definitely yeah the guy to check out. I'll, nice I'll give you his contact. Yeah, yeah, I got. Uh, I'll definitely check that out. I like. I now like I, when I say I like weird stuff. I, I there is a limit. Like I, I do, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a depraved little weirdo, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but i do love uh especially in comics man like i like blood and gore and weirdness and like and just different art you know that's i've really come to appreciate like i said big x-men fan i love my superhero comics but like it's so cool to to, to see other stuff and to see like weird non-normative art styles and you know like different you know different flares and vibes and styles and i've really come to appreciate that and and uh you know different different body types and weirdnesses and like just like in your con like people's hair like i really like like the dirty weird hairstyles you draw which is like <laughs> of all the shit like in your on your pages right but like just like the tufts of hair like you know like coming out like horns and a head like 
I just, I just get a kick out of stuff like that, you know? And it's like, it's that little Emmanuel flair that you don't get in, in other comics. And, and I just, like I said, man, it, you're, you're doing some cool shit. And I, I, I really hope that when I, when I publish this interview and, and I, I, I hope that a few of my listeners check your stuff out. Like, I'd like to think that I am an influencer, but I also, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I will say that every Kickstarter I've interviewed has, has uh, succeeded. Um, but I also have been careful with the Kickstarter pros that I interview. Like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, man, I just, I uh, just appreciate the, any, any, uh, any, any feedback, any chance to meet people about my comic. Uh, I, I, I don't have expectations, you know, I, I just, I'm going to do it anyway, whether, whether it's, it's felt or not, you know, you know, that's but, such an artist thing to say. You're <laughs> you're like you're like i'm losing money i'm gonna do like i don't even i may not even put the next book out on kickstarter i may like hide a few copies in a library you gotta fly to montreal to find them like that's how you're gonna get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody who wants a copy is gonna get a copy then that's for sure i mean i i i, I just want a minimum copies sold so that i don't ruin myself you know yeah but, but I, I I don't think I'm going to go below that. I mean, it's just that now for the next one, I almost ran out of uh, number one. So I'm going to have to print those again. Hmm. Who was it? Um, um, uh, Jordan Thomas, who, uh, oh my God, did I just say his name wrong? Uh, the, he wrote Frank at Home on the Farm. Uh, he mentioned, uh, hold on one second, the power of editing. I can make this act like it never happened. <laughs> um let's see yeah jordan thomas i always second guess myself and i was right uh so jordan thomas did frank at home on the farm and he's uh he, he wrote it but he he mentioned that same thing he was like he was like yeah like i've got a lot of number ones and a lot of number threes and a lot of number fours <laughs> he's like i'm i'm out of fucking number twos he's like what do I do when like people want a full set? I'm like, uh, sorry, I'm out of them. <laughs> like, and, and it works, huh? People like that. Uh, all newcomers, they want to get the full set. I mean, that's that's a big reason why I succeeded so well in number three because I had two more books to sell. Yeah, yeah. So that helps a lot. I mean, when you go to cons as well, people, you know, they they say, oh, you know, uh, you got you got three books. Yeah, I, I didn't do a con with my third, sadly, but. Uh, I know from experience and from other friends who are selling like series that it really, really helps to have a series. People see you're serious. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they see you're, you're committed to, to it. Which is also crazy because until semi-recently, like uh, the, the Kickstarter series is you know, only a few people do that. And it's hard. Like, it's actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that it, it helps to make some things easier because a lot of people have said that, like the series on Kickstarter is tricky, you know, cause it's like you, you do like a one shot and then uh, unless you're like, unless you're the, you know, Kevin, um, the creator of Tart, uh, <laughs> Kevin Joseph, man, I'm bad with names. I'm sorry. Uh, but like Kevin Joseph with Tart just put out uh, issue 13 and he's done all those, all those launched on Kickstarter originally. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, a lot of people don't get to do that. And again, I think that shows strength in storytelling because, you know, you, you, you are making an audience and, and I, from what I've heard is, is you kind of gain like the, you know, Kickstarter, it has a large group of people that um, like co comics there, they mm -hmm. just did a news 
special on it. Like comics are the number one seller on Kickstarter out of everything they do. Like comics and board games and comics have like superseded the board game margin like intensely. And, um, and so like you, you gain like a following and, yeah, and, so, yeah. and, and so like people get, people are like hungry for it. I, you know? I'm so, so proud and grateful for people who've been there since the first, you know, the, my first campaign was on Indiegogo and, okay. and still, you know, a lot of these people are still, you know, getting it. And after, after six years, you know, they, they haven't forgotten. So, <laughs> so the, I, I mean, that's, that's really warms my, my warms, warms my art because, you know, uh, before that, I, I didn't have any way to, to, to get myself known. Uh, I, I went to cons, you know, the, the, the small cons locally, uh, but how do you get your book anywhere? Uh, it's you, you know, it could build a website, you could build a web comic, but it was pretty hard to, to get to get seen. Yeah. Um, but in, in um, building that audience, as you said, you know, you, you, you oh, yeah, you kind of froze for a minute. Um, yeah, so so it's really powerful because you, you build like a, a built-in mailing list, right? So that people will know when you're you're putting out a new book, they will get notified, and then you know you can ask them if they want to subscribe to your mailing list as well, so they they won't miss out, and it it really keeps people connected with what what they purchased before. I think that that's probably one of the powerful aspects of it. Yeah, Kick, Kickstarter is a weird animal. Like I've I've noticed, especially like when I do these interviews and like, um, you know, getting excited for campaigns and, and people always tell they're always like, Blake, thank you for like all you do. And like, I mean, I like doing it, you know, obviously, or I wouldn't do it. Uh, but it like a lot of it's selfish, man. It's like, I, I get a taste of this book and I want it. And I'm going to like, I'm going to help you. I'll help you fight for it. You know, mm -hmm. like I'll, I'll, I'll be in your corner and it doesn't take much. I work on a computer all day, man. It, it doesn't take much for me to retweet a post and say, I'm excited for something. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not like sacrificing huge portions of my day to do that. You know, now the blog write-ups and like the interviews and stuff. Yes. But I love this. I mm -hmm. genuinely like, this is like parts that I miss about grad school, uh, like the writing workshops and getting to talk to, to writers and artists and creators. Like I legit miss that. And so like, you know, even I, I always tell them like, Hey, you know, even if no one listens to this, like I had fun. And then I'm like, probably shouldn't tell your podcast guests who may not listen. The appearance of greatness. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, I just, I, yeah. I really like it. And, and it's cool to watch, like, it's cool to watch the numbers go up and, mm -hmm. and like, and just, you know, like the, to, just to kind of watch like you guys interact with your audience and on social media. And, and even though you're like stressing and worried, you're still really kind to everybody. Like, I think that's just like, like I said, Kickstarter is kind of magical. And I have mm -hmm. totally changed the way I buy comics because of it. Mm -hmm. I have, I have took tons of stuff off my like comic shop pull so that I can start backing more Kickstarters and, mm -hmm. and it's, and I like it more, man. Like the comics are made better. Uh, the, the cardstock covers, things come signed. Sometimes I get a sketch, you know, like in the, the book bookmarks and little cards and stuff. I like all that little shit, man. It That's fun. makes me happy. <laughs> you know, I, I have a lot of creator friends. So, so I do buy a lot of like in person, mm -hmm. uh, like if we, ex some of my exchange books or whatever, but yeah, definitely Kickstarter is my second go-to uh, for getting books now. I, yeah, it's it's a it's a great platform. Definitely, uh, it's uh, it's been it's been great that we have that. I hope it 
I hope it remains because it seems like uh, every time we get a good thing, it doesn't work right? anymore. Some <laughs> asshole takes it away. <laughs> like uh, like Instagram was great for a while. And I used to get a lot of likes and suddenly, oh, we're going to change the, the, the algorithm. The, the algorithm. Yeah. And now what the hell? Where all the likes go? <laughs> were they all bots or what? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do not. I still don't understand social media. Like I since the blog and stuff like I've been getting a lot more Twitter followers and then like and, and then i like i said earlier like i overshare stuff i don't really think about stuff that i say and, and a friend mentioned to me the other day that they're like you know like you've got like over 1500 followers and now and like a lot of them are comic creators and like maybe don't talk about being lonely and i was like i was like i, I didn't really think about that so like, I was like, man, like maybe, you know, I was like, all right, all right. I'll just like less, less Blake, more buzz, you know, like that's, we'll do that. Food picks, coffee picks, comic picks. We'll stick to that. But I, I, I forget about that stuff, you know, and, and, and especially in my interviews where, where people say that they feel comfortable talking to me and, and I mean, yeah, we talk about the comic, but we, we talk about like creating it and what goes through your mind when you're creating it. And I got, you know, I, I don't want to just talk about the, every page of your comic and what happened in panel four on page five. Like, you know, I, I want to get like a, a little bit deeper and, and, you know, I like that weirdness. And I think I've, I guess people listen to it because more people keep listening to me. So I, someone likes it. Or it's probably my mom. Like when my mom's just downloading yeah, she, every episode. 50 she made a hundred fake accounts to listen to you. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I don't get that many people come in the live, but it's okay. I mean, sometimes there, there's a few that come and we, we, have, we have fun. We have a chat. We talk about comics a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's fine. You know what I like about doing this, though, is that uh, it, it's kind of an archive of where I was at that time. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, you can... And I tried to do this with the previous chapter. I kind of linked the video of when I was working on that page. Okay. So, so you can see the process of it. So I, I thought that was kind of fun. I mean, you can go through the go through their YouTube archive and see uh, and see the previous pages how they were built. Uh, and I, I thought maybe eventually somebody's gonna find some value in that. <laughs> I mean, as as a I would I would think anybody who's wanting to draw or learn to draw or learn to draw comics, um, just like uh, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to think that like script pages, like when I would buy a hardcover and then in the back of it, it would have like the script pages and stuff. And I was like, I don't read this shit. And then now that, you know, like I'm kind of thinking about writing a script and wanting to write a comic. And then I'm like, I can pull these books off my shelf and kind of look how some of these like iconic writers mm -hmm. drafted a script and made this scene and, and how they, you know, how they conveyed the image to the artist and, and vice versa. And it's like a lot of this stuff, man, when you first think about it is, is not that great. And then, and then until you, until you think about it and you're like, Oh, wow, I have this wealth of information that's at my fingertips that I didn't mm -hmm. know about. So, I mean, yeah, like I, I guarantee you, like there's some up and coming artists that would love to like see what goes on in that mind and how it trickles down into your fingertips and creates the interface tails. <laughs> <laughs> I know I try stuff. You know, as I said, in the beginning, I try to do whatever, you know, and I try to be everywhere. I, all social medias, all all the avenues that I can to to get the word out, 
anything that you know that that can do for free i will do <laughs> <laughs> to an extent to an extent no covers no no covers and no uh no <laughs> no shorts and anthologies unless <laughs> oh, well, for free anyway <laughs> Well, I know it's getting late, sir, and I have had a blast talking to you. Um, I I do I shit you not when I say that Tales from the Interface, uh, through this uh, weird quarantine times, through the weirdness that has been Blake's buzz since I launched it, like coming across your work and like you just blew my blew my mind, and also blew my mind that like you were one of the first times where. I was like, oh, this comic looks cool. And then you reached out to me like before I could even reach out to you. And I was like, what? Like, who the fuck am I? Why is this guy talking to me? <laughs> and so I just, um, I really appreciate you taking taking a risk on some random internet dude to read your comic. And I'm so glad you did. Uh, and I, I appreciate you taking my art request. Uh, I appreciate you talking to me online, doing this interview. Uh, I am so excited to like, see where your where your comics take you in the future like i'm there man you got my money like already like i'll i'll even prepay you yeah my paypal info <laughs> oh that's very very kind of you i really appreciate it you know it's so hard to because in, in the comic community we're we're helping each other a lot you know we're buying each other's book but when you know when uh, it's really hard to find to find readers um outside of the community so i mean yeah. the work you do really helps that uh, and you know, I think it's invaluable. Anybody, anybody says otherwise is a moron. I, <laughs> so that's my take on it. Yep. No, that's going to be my next t-shirt. It's going to be like, if, if you don't think Blake is valuable, you're a moron <laughs> quote unquote, Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, you can't it's, it's, slander isn't the same in like comic book journalism it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um well, well, right, yeah, so it's, the, it's, the polite <laughs> thing to do uh in these in these instances is is for me to say emmanuel where on the world wide web can all these nerds find you i know you're on twitter and instagram you said facebook where's where's the best place or, or all the places and like where we buy your stuff where we buy your mugs and your prints and your comics everything i i am active on all social media platforms for sure um i mean they all work twitter is good uh i don't have too many followers there uh but you know it, it all works uh I, you know if you want to post the the links uh, i give you a list of all the socials maybe you have them already uh, you can always uh, come have a chat with me every Thursday uh, Thursday night. Uh, I'm always there. Uh, and of course, my books are available from my website. And, you know, a, a few uh, a few shots around Montreal here <laughs> <or> there. <laughs> but um, yeah, mostly from my website, uh, tfti.incorpora.com. And you can get a beautiful bundle of all three books uh, sent to you from my loving hands. And you're sketching them, or you're, you'll sketch them too for a for yeah. an additional fee, right? Yeah, exactly. You can get a which is a steal because he should charge so much more for his sketches, and he doesn't, which is good. Which is good for you. You should all go buy them. Well, but it's, uh... <laughs> my idea is uh, when uh, when when I get too many, I'm gonna start to make it more expensive because I want that fun. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but for now, you know, I, I, I'm okay with, with how it goes. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to take any requests. Uh, people may have just reach out to me beforehand if you want uh, something specific otherwise 
I can always draw some random monster, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> random monster. Uh, he's really good at Ninja Turtles. Like he's real good at Ninja Turtles. Uh, just no weird shit. No tentacle porn. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's got kids. They can't. What if they came? If they come across it, it's gonna just ruin the whole thing. Can't have that. Keep, I, I don't get... mind ripping somebody in half, though. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> and the coast can't be involved that's okay <laughs> oh man dude this was so fun like thank you so much for like talking to me i i really appreciate it um yeah i know it's a ways off but like i am i'm there you ever need a you ever need a reader or a reviewer or um i mean when you're when you're any kickstarter goes live for you man blake's blake's buzz is there for you anything i can do i i will make the time for it and i'll try and make it happen make you rich oh very appreciated thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome, i'll count man. on you then if it doesn't work i'll i'll, I'll say you, bl- you can blame me too exactly <laughs> count on me blame me i'm you know whatever We're there. and the and the same if, if you ever want me to come back for any uh, any reasons uh let me know and i'll be glad to be we'll do man there. i this like i like i said this is you're uh yet again I, i've lucked out i just I've, you're you're very easy to talk to and um you're it uh you have uh you have good ideas and good thoughts and uh i think you can uh the you talk about your work well i i i, I enjoyed that i enjoyed listening to you talk about uh the connection to your work and how you like to stay close to it and keep it close to home. And I think maybe that that's some of the magic that is in your narratives is because of that, because of that passion, because it's close to your heart, uh, because you're in, and like I said, you're, you're talented enough where not a lot of people can do that, man. Draw ink, color, letter, like everything, even like in the, the, the designing part of your books too. Like, it's just all, it's quite the package sir and i i sorry i'm fawning but i i just love these fucking books so much and you're such a good dude and i'm so excited to talk to you and uh the hype the hype paid off (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you thank you all right, man. Uh, really happy to be there. Yeah. Well, hey, I will. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure when this is going to air. I will let you know, and then, um, you know, I'll, of course, like tag you and be all annoying about it on all the social medias so that you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be sure to uh, share it everywhere as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure everybody knows where to follow you and and the links and all that good stuff. And and so you still do every every Thursday night. You do your live stream. Yeah, I moved it because I was doing like uh, Saturday mornings, and I thought, oh, why not switch it around to. Thursday evening, you know, try stuff, you know, sometimes. Is it because you miss Saturday morning cartoons? Did you uh, like- Well, <laughs> it gets more time with the children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so I can spend more time with them. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and since I'm working from home all the time, it doesn't matter if I go to bed later. Yeah, that's so- true. Man, it's going to suck. Like my, my work just started talking about having us come back. And of course, like everybody revolted, you know, they were like, well, like the, the Delta variant was like a big deal when they sent out this work survey, like we're in, I'm in Kansas city. So we're kind of liberal, but I'm in the midst. I'm like this little blue speck in a sea of red in the Bible belt in America. Right. And so like, there are a lot of people close to me that are like, oh, mess or bullshit, fuck science, man. You know, and like I live in that world. And, and so like, they were like, yeah, we're thinking about having people come back to work. And we were like, no, <laughs> but yeah, it's man. It's I'm so used to, I, I get up early now so I can work on the blog and do stuff in the morning. 
but it's so cool because it's just like I get to kind of do my own thing and then at 10 o'clock switch into work mode and then yeah. walk away from it at the end of the night it's going to be so much harder to yeah like it doesn't change anything for me my client is remote anyway and I mean, uh, it's if I was working from an office in Montreal or working from home I mean it doesn't change anything for 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 my client yeah I mean, now we 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 have a new like software like so so we have but our phone system works so like they figured it out and it works and so we're all like it works everybody's happy like don't mm -hmm. change anything just let us, let us stay yeah here. just let us let's, <laughs> let us avoid the public transportation please. <laughs> it's, it's seriously it takes me like more than 10 hours a week in the bus it's crazy oh wow yeah that's that is a lot uh, yeah so yeah I, I, I can spend 10 more hours doing comics you know I, <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's a that's a work day in travel <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's it saves a lot of time and i hope the, the we can continue that uh yeah i, th I think i as terrible as this as this whole covid situation was i think it's going to change a lot of things like once everybody gets I, I mean we're just we're already kind of living in a different world man like movies come out at home now <laughs> like mm -hmm. i mean just this little stuff like that but it's actually like kind of like we get like i i can't believe i get to watch dune at home on friday this week like that's shit's crazy uh, i'm really looking forward to that one same yeah. same man i'm i'm super and all i've been watching is horror movies so it's gonna be nice to kind of switch it up like <laughs> to, yeah but yeah I'm, I'm super stoked but anyways i could uh, i uh, as you've noticed like i'll just keep talking until someone makes me stop so i again <laughs> i i appreciate you and and this was awesome and i love your art and i love your comics and and you're just a super cool dude and thanks for talking to me man <laughs> well it's my pleasure and uh you know what the I might take you up on your offer if you want to be one of the better reader. Uh, you know, when when this is a bit more advanced, uh, maybe I'll hit you up if you want to do a session, and I can. Show Hell you. yes, and I won't. I, I won't spoil anything. I'll I'll sign an NDA if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> No, I mean, I just, I just always wanted to sign an NDA. Just, just like, <laughs> all right. Like I, like I, I don't know. I just, I just sounded like secret and cool. Like the other day, I finally got to say, like, oh, I read this comic book early, and but I can't talk about it. And like, I got to be like one of those people finally. And it was like, I know, I know secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really useful uh, to do that. Actually, it's uh, you find out just reading it out loud you, you just find a lot of holes in the dialogues and oh yeah, yeah. i anything i ever wrote i read aloud mm -hmm. um like yeah. I, that was one of my main parts of editing was was to like read it aloud and and uh i used to write i used to write poetry and when i was a bouncer uh, at a bar and i would go like i used to smoke cigarettes and so i'd go like out by the dumpster and smoke a cigarette and i would I would read like poems aloud to like draft them out and like drunk people, like college kids would always, I, I don't know how many people like walked by the weird cigarette smoking bouncer who was just like <laughs> muttering poetry to, to the trash. <laughs> that's a, that's a good image. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I will let you, I'll let you get back to, to hustling the pages or the, or the wife and kids, whichever needs your attention more and again this was so this was so cool and i appreciate you oh thank you thank you again uh, we'll do do that again i hope yeah dude definitely you're totally coming back on this show I, I if i have to drag you kicking and screaming you're gonna come back on here <laughs>